everyone to another episode of Slasher Scotty. I am your host, Scotty McCoy, and boy, do I have a surprise for you. I have two guests on Zoom right now with me, and they are a part of an indie film titled The Hag Witch, and I'm going to let them introduce themselves this time. This is the first time I've actually done this, but I'll let them introduce themselves so they can let you know a little bit about what they do for the movie. So if you want to introduce yourselves. Uh, my name is Sam Hodge, and I'm the writer and director of the film The Hag Witch coming up. Um, so that's that's me. And I'm Donna Vaughn, and I'm co-director of the film and also the lead actress. Awesome. Sounds great. So uh, the, I guess the first question I have is, uh, what is, what's the synopsis of the movie? What's it about? Uh, so we follow a young woman who uh, is grieving over the loss of her husband. It's been about six months since he passed, and... He is played by Andrew Divoff, which is really cool. Um, and at, the more she grieves, she begins to notice things happening around the house. And uh, her grief essentially feeds this kind of darkness that's uh, acting like her husband. And uh, over time, it evolves into something really, really dark. And, and, and um, we have a very powerful demon that actually seeks to destroy her and her family. Wow, that sounds, that sounds really cool. I'm, I'm looking forward to this. Um, before I get really into any of the other questions, I do know that you have an Indiegogo campaign um, out there. So do you want to let everybody know about the Indiegogo and if there's any perks and how they can, you know, donate if they would like to donate to your campaign? Well, sure. Uh, we have the link all over our Facebook page, The Hag Witch Movie. Uh, if, you, if you search it, it's The Hag Witch, all separate words, dash movie. And we are trying to raise $35,000. We have separate financing, but we would rather not use that. Uh, we, right. what our, our goal is to, to be able to be completely crowdfunded and then use that other funding to make the movie twice as good. Mm -hmm. um, so with that, the money is going towards uh, the cast, which we are bringing uh, various actors from uh, LA and uh, Texas and you know, around the United States to our location. So that's that's where the expense is coming from. I mean, you know, pay, paying people like Andrew Divoff and uh, um, Cody, uh, Kathy Podwell. Um, we've got uh, we've got Jonna here, but she's working for free. I'm working mm -hmm. for free, but we're, we're paying uh, uh, James Edward Holly and, and James Stokes, uh, Cody Alexander, some, some some people that are really making waves in indie filmmaking, and some people who have been in horror legend movies and and right. are themselves horror icons. Right. Now, um, are you able to say who any of these icons are, or is that under wraps? Well, the, 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 the biggest icon is Andrew Divoff. Um, okay. um, and, you know, you get the Wishmaster in your film. He's playing her <laughs> husband. Um, right. We will have him on set for three days, which is amazing to film with somebody who's been in so many, so many big movies. Mm -hmm. uh, Kathy Podwell from Night of the Demons, Dallas. Yes. We, we recently shot a film with her on, what film was that? Reunion from Hell, and it was oh awesome. nice. It's gonna be great. Yeah, uh, which by the way, Hayden Newman is a fantastic director. Uh, I was able to co-direct that movie with Hayden, and um, she got to star with Kathy in that. Yes, awesome. Uh, that's awesome. I heard about Reunion from Hell. I'm actually in the group and friends with Hayden herself. So that's actually exciting. Well, yeah. well, Hayden just mentioned that he would love to get on your show. So yes, that'd be awesome. I would absolutely love to have him on my show. That would be great. Yes. Um. So we do have another horror legend from a very iconic 70s horror film, 
uh, very, I, I mean, nobody doesn't know this movie. Uh, mm-hmm. um, not yet announced. We're waiting to hit a number mark on okay. our campaign uh, to bring that in. So awesome. That's great. That's really cool. I'm looking forward to that. That'll be great. So how did this project come to be and what was the inspiration in creating it? Well, um, COVID uh, limited us and we were in a really creepy house at the time. uh, And we were going to do where it was just basically me shooting the whole thing and John acting the whole thing. And then one other actor uh, would be James Edward Holly playing our father. It was going to be that. It was still going to be a feature film. And we've got all the cinema gear and everything we need to make it still look amazing. Um, but we were going to try and un- undertake that as a, just a long, drawn-out process. Mm-hmm. But as things went along, we uh, started kind of thinking about expanding the script and making it more interesting. And then my mother uh, got very ill um, halfway through the year. And she ended up passing away in July. And... Uh, Sorry Some things, I, I appreciate that. But after she passed, we um, we had some experiences. You know, we, we visited her gravesite uh, at night, and we had some really bad stuff kind of work its way into our life. Mm-hmm. Um, so that kind of really showed me how personally, if you believe in this thing, uh, how personally demons know you from the inside out. They know everything about you and they know exactly what makes you tick. So uh, the script was rewritten with that inspiration. Uh, it's not about that in, about that specific instance in any way, but um, yeah. it is uh, with that newfound inspiration, I do feel that the script is awfully terrifying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's exciting. Came, and, go ahead. We- we just came along with new things as we was going. Uh, we kind of worked some things together. That was just something we just thought of that was wild and creepy where we both are horror fans and it just kept getting bigger and bigger. And well, he just kept writing more and yeah, and kept getting better. <laughs> once we decided to go with it, it just kind of grew. Yeah, And then grow. when we met Kathy on the set of Reunion from Hell, we kind of talked to her like, wouldn't it be amazing if she could play your mom in this? And because like I'm a, close to her too, so it works right. really nice that way. That's awesome. Yeah, she's that's really awesome. Cool. And that that's that's great to get her a part to be a part of your film because having it's good to have you know to do an indie film, but it's even better when you get some stars that are more well known because that's how you get people to back you on Indiegogo and crowdfunding campaigns, and that's how you get people to want to tune in. It's not it's not that, you know, they don't want to see you guys or anybody that, that, is, that is relatively unknown to an extent, but they really do want to see the bigger names that were in the bigger movies, you know what I mean? That's, where, that's why a lot of these indie films are getting, you know, mm-hmm. the bigger names to be a part of the show, whether it's Elisa Wilcox or Kathy Podwell, you know, so that, I mean adding her to your cast is actually is gonna is gonna be great and i'm sure a lot of people that will be watching this or listening to it on the audio platforms they're gonna be they're gonna be you know excited to know that they're that she's on there and they would might want to even contribute to your crowdfunding campaign now do you have any perks part of your crowdfunding that you want to tell anybody about we have tons of perks um from from five dollars on you for Everything over $5 obviously gets you a credit in the film or as a thank you. But the really cool one is $9. For $9, you get a thank you credit. You get a video shout out and you get a you get to see the film as soon as I'm done editing it. I will send a direct link to somebody's email 
uh, with the first cut of the film, the, the next cut of the film, updated as it goes, they get to see the stuff that other people don't get to see. That's awesome. Uh, it's a direct link to my Dropbox. Uh, so they're going to be seeing the film as I would be sending it to like a close friend or if I was seeing, uh, sending it to a distributor. They're going to be seeing it at the same time. That's really cool. Uh, and how much is that one for again? Nine dollars. That's not bad at all. And I mean, a lot of like just for nine dollars, you get to see the like you said the whole movie, and you basically are right in the driver's seat right there. You get to see the see you basically they're right there watching the filmmaking process happen. That's amazing, and that's very that's very affordable and a good way to support indie horror as well. So well, and some of the other perks we've got we've got uh, posters that are autographed for anywhere from $25, but there's also cast art that's, there's art with each cast members, kind of like their announcements. Mm -hmm. You can buy their cast art signed by them. There's various people that are, that are on there. I think they're uh, 35 bucks a piece, but those also come with the streaming copy. Everything above the nine bucks comes with a streaming copy of the film and the thank you credit. Mm -hmm. and so it, it builds as you go every, every, right. every, every, and I figured, you know, you know, with a streaming copy of the film, I'm not really losing anything with that. I mean, you know, we can, Mm -hmm. Just use that as, a, as an enticing thing, but you can get a signed copy of the script. You can be in the film. You can be producers. You can come uh, to the pre-party with us at the at the premiere. Uh, you can buy props from the film and prosthetics and clothes. Yeah, that's so cool. That's really that's really a lot of good stuff for a lot a lot of people. That and obviously, like if you can't afford anything, sharing is just as good because uh, we know COVID is a hard time for some people and just sharing it is good because that's the word of that's the old fashioned word of mouth. You know, you might not be able to donate anything so you could share it. And when you share it, then somebody on your friends list might be like, you know what, this is a really, this is a really good concept. I want to support this film and they'll mm -hmm. end up getting a perk out of it, you know, and that's how they can help you as well. So that, yeah. so don't be afraid to at least share it if you can't afford any, if you can't afford any of the perks. Well, um, and me yeah. personally, I, I also try, you know, when I see an interesting project from another, you know, filmmaker out there, I try to contribute what I can to it, you know, five, ten bucks. Yeah. And if if they give exactly the same thing back, neither of us have really spent anything, but it, yeah. boosts, it boosts your campaign popularity. Exactly. Exactly. And like I said, I'm I'm also an indie filmmaker, you know that. Um, and uh, I, like I, I will be helping, I'll be uh, helping you with your campaign, I actually get paid tomorrow, I think. So oh, I'll definitely help you. Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, I'll see what you have there. And I mean, I'll definitely uh, contribute in some way. Because uh, I mean, I know from an indie indie filmmaker, like, without funds, there is no movie. And yeah, you can have a separate, you know, account, or you can have money out of your paychecks and everything. But that that doesn't, it's not the same, because that way you're actually losing money compared to, you know, getting help from people. And funding is a major part of it, because that can make or break a movie. It can really yeah. destroy a film. And a lot of people don't know that. So, like, definitely help out as much as you possibly can. Um, so, um, do you see any uh, potential uh, struggles with this project of getting it made? Well, um, the location that we are going to be using is a very popular, uh, large 1890s Victorian farmhouse. Mm -hmm. um, so, people are staying there, and we have to book it in chunks. Um, but it's beautiful and very isolated. Mm -hmm. And there's a lots of space to, to to be free, so we have to book that in three day stint, five day stint. You know, basically as we have actors, we schedule that place as we go, and we have to kind of spread it out a little bit. But as an indie filmmaker, I'm very used to doing that. Right, and that's um, all because of COVID. That's why you have to do it that way, or is that the way they always run it? 
well, it's it's because it's just so popular. I mean, it's hard oh. to book it. Like you'd have to book it like a year in advance to get like your big chunk. And wow. yeah, and so we've already put money into it and and you know booked nice. our location stuff. Uh, COVID is the other other challenge, but I think you know all of us. You know, we we've done a lot of filmmaking, uh, haven't we? Yeah. Uh, during COVID Um, and we are pretty well aware of you know how we need to behave and you Mm. know distancing and mask wearing and all that sweaty discomfortable uncomfortable stuff and uh, by then actually we really hope to be you know vaccinated before all this stuff takes place Um, there's plenty of space where we're at so I mean that's and we're we're also keeping a very small crew um, and no, no more than when it's an inside location, no more than three or four actors at a time on, yeah. on the, you know, a scene. Uh, outdoor scenes are a little different because people can breathe and space out and yeah, you know, just, just stuff like that. You know, all the basics that people have to yeah. do. Exactly. Location um, also that uh, will be really cool too. Yeah, yeah. It's, an, it's, it's an abandoned house on a farm that goats live in. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's being provided to us by one of our producers and it's- It's really cool. It's That's awesome. <laughs> A voodoo scene is going to be taking place in that house, and goats already live there, chickens, <laughs> and so it already looks like like it's really stuff's neat. going down there. That's yeah. awesome. So, where are you planning on filming at? Uh, West Virginia. Uh, we have uh, about three locations in West Virginia we're filming at: uh, Hillsboro, West Virginia, uh, Genoa, West Virginia, and Barbersville, West Virginia, and probably okay. some in Huntington, West Virginia, a little bit, but just kind of all over the place. And nice. not a lot. Not a lot of big films get made here, so. Right. Our goal is to get a lot of local people interested in bringing stars from LA and, you know, Alabama, Mississippi, Texas, mm-hmm. uh, Tennessee, you know, people coming right. from all over the place. Absolutely. Absolutely. So um, do you have a potential release date for the movie or, and do you know when, and when are the filming dates? Knowing how I, I do things, <laughs> I, I take my time to make sure it's quality mm-hmm. uh, post-production for a full length feature for me. Um, it takes about three months uh so if assuming that we get everything on schedule we are filming in in july and august maybe running into september okay uh, because of the way things are spread out and pick up shots and stuff like that um we are looking at trying in may may premiere for 2022 awesome Um, that's the goal and i'm not one of these people that says oh i'm gonna shoot three or four feature films this year and and just squeeze them out like babies you know like that they're they should take time. I mean, if you really want to be, when you're putting that kind of talent in the movie, you got to really make sure it's yeah, good. Yeah. Exactly. And and you could tell when a movie is rushed compared to when it's been given the proper love and dedication to it. You can obviously tell the difference. Um, and you, I mean, it's, it's not an easy process, a very stressful time, a lot of hard work, you know what I mean? And especially when you don't pay yourself, it's like you're doing it because it's a passion of yours at that point. Like, you know what I mean? It's not one of those things that, you know, you, you take for granted. And a lot of people think, oh, it's, it's going to be so fun. It's going to be so easy. To me. It's not. And even if you're not the filmmaker and you're just an actor, it's still a, a, a job because you have to memorize your lines. You got to come prepared. You got to know your character and how to get in that role and that mindset mindset so there's a lot of work that is involved from on scene to behind the camera to getting it ready in pre-production and getting it finished in post-production and a lot of people don't realize that when the big and the bigger the actors you get you now have to be legal experts and you know get those deal memos correct and start talking to lawyers and you have to you know really work with talent agents and casting agents and uh you start spending a lot of time on your phone 
um, both of us, right? Yeah. <laughs> we like we'll be out to dinner and just like hang on, I'm I'm uh, this lawyer, like <laughs> right. you're responding and um, trying to make sure they're happy, trying to make sure you can make them happy without killing yourself financially. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So, but I mean. At the same time, when you're doing all that stuff, what you're doing is guaranteeing yourself a higher product, a higher quality. You're guaranteeing, you know, you put the higher work into it, it's going to be a better thing. Mm -hmm. And with the cast we've got, we have guaranteed distribution following up. So it's not like we're afraid of losing money on this. It's Mm -hmm. going to make money. We just have to make the climb, get to the top, and then, you know, reap the rewards after the fact. And yeah, uh, but I have no doubt in our quality and I have. No, it's, it's, you know, we're confident in everything. Absolutely. So was, was there a specific way you decided to do, how you decided to do casting? Is there a specific way you're like casting the people that aren't as well known to the people that are well known? I mean, you already spoke about, you know, Kathy Podwell, but, and. Well, what's, what's funny is, you know, we, as any filmmakers, we know quite a bit of people already. We've been around and we've, we've worked with people. So basically we just kind of picked people that we wanted um mm-hmm. you know that we that we've worked well with in the past right. like reunion from hell was really ripe with a lot of good talent mm-hmm. we pulled james stokes from that and, and cody alexander i've mm-hmm. worked with uh, dixie gers before she's coming in um and we work with james holly mm-hmm. on like a weekly basis yeah. we we film a lot of local commercials but he's an international actor with like you know the the thailand cave rescue movie mm-hmm. the cave he was in that it's pretty big nice. um but he also does a lot of local stuff so um we just know people, and when we start writing a thing out, we kind of are like, who would be good for that? Boom. That's, I mean, that's, you know, we know who, what their range is, and we write the part for them. As, like, as, as I'm writing a script, I think about who I have, and then I write parts for that person. Mm-hmm. So I'm not putting myself into an unrealistic ex- expectation, forcing right. someone to do something they can't do. Exactly. Good point. That's a really good way to, you know, to do things. So um, let me see. Uh, so what is the most rewarding aspect of being an indie filmmaker? Go for it. <laughs> just everything in general. There's so much, it's hard to say one thing. Just, mm-hmm. it's fun. Well, on, think, on, think about how the convention worked this weekend as an indie filmmaker versus being a fan. Oh, that was totally different. Uh, since COVID, we didn't get to go last year to any because they shut all of them down. Mm-hmm. We went again this year with Hayden and we all three caught attention from these actresses and actors that saw who we was now from from reunion from hell and then from past things that we've done and they were talking to us more than we was asking about them even though we wanted to know all about them or even if we've seen them two or three times we wanted to still know things and it was different that they recognized you and was like oh my gosh you know look at you and then they would be totally different than when you went to meet them before that was that was really a whole new world. Yeah. Um, it was exciting and it was great to feel like he was a closer friend to these people than just somebody you go up and just meet them. Absolutely. I think I think that they gain respect for you because they like the people that have been there and done that, mm-hmm. you know, in a way they appreciate their fans, but I think a lot of times when you see another person who's gone through the same shit, mm-hmm. they appreciate it. I mean, because yeah. it is difficult. Mm-hmm. And Amelia Kincaid was talking to us about time disappearing on her in Africa when she's sitting there with the elephants and she said she said she sat there uh, for eight hours and didn't realize that this dude was like dude you're getting eat up by mosquitoes and she was like 
what it's dinner time like and, and mm-hmm. the same thing happens with me so it was like this relatable thing I'll, you know I'll, I'll wake up in the morning with and i'll put on maybe boxers and i'll go to the studio <laughs> and i'll just edit and it'll be dinner time and then like last night I, I was like okay it's time to quit working and i looked at the time it was 12 30 midnight i was like mm-hmm. i woke up and went in here and you know and that's reunion from hell I, you know i got two scenes edited yesterday and it's coming along <laughs> really quick especially when you're editing or script writing or you know doing all that pre-production stuff it goes really quick like when i was doing salmon for great with Stone films and like it just i can't believe it's you know our movie was released in theaters this past october and i can't believe that like the time went so quick like just from filming we were on set for like three four months filming you know and there would be times we'd not be done till like sometimes it'll be 3 a.m sometimes it'll be 11 8, 11 p.m but what like there was like one or two days that we were on set at like 7 8 in the morning and we didn't get done until 11 or 12 at night and uh it was like an all-day thing and we would we would separate it between day shoots where there would be a lot of them because there's a lot more day than there would be night and then we do yeah. the night and then we take a we take a break around maybe four or five o'clock for uh, to go you know go out together at dinner and you know some people would go to you know mcdonald's other people would go like would just go and explore like the uh like just some areas together as a group and just do things that you know just as a group and everything it just it, it just went quick and like it really is a lot of work as a lot of people don't know and it, it's it's fun it really is fun you have to really have a passion for it because if you don't have a passion to fil- be a filmmaker mm-hmm. it's not it's not gonna you're not gonna want to put in the work for it because it really is a lot of work and even script writing is a lot of work because it's not like you could just think of a plot line and just write think random stuff for a character you got to really think how is this character going to say this how is this character going to act um how is this death how are we going to lead into the into this death scene or how are we going to lead into this big reveal like it's not just like you know bam you can add it in just like that like it really is a a thought process a big like a whole process to do it yeah like getting getting those those scenes the 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 cutaways that tie scenes together i mean how do you tie scenes together is the biggest problem Mm -hmm. sometimes especially when you're on a really fast shoot reunion from hell is a very fast shoot it was 10 days um, and it's going to be probably over 90 minutes. I would, I'm just guessing. Um, but we were shooting from sometimes 7 a.m. till three or four in the morning. Um, and it was, uh, <laughs> by the end of the day, and, and then you're like, oh my God, I have so many batteries to charge before we get started again at yeah. 10 a.m. <laughs> so like you get home, you, you, you get back to the location, you start unloading your stuff and you're like, charge the batteries, charge the batteries. And yeah, after putting a full day of work in 7 a.m. till like you said, three, four in the morning. And then it's like, oh, I get to go to bed and relax. Wait, no, I have all these batteries to charge. Mm-hmm. I have to yeah. charge the microphone. I have to charge the camera batteries. I have, you know, it's crazy. And sometimes, and it's not as easy as one battery, you know, for the mic, for the camera and then a spare battery. It's like, sometimes you have one battery for the camera and four or five different spares that are also needing to be charged yeah i mean luckily with the v-mount batteries it's usually uh-huh. you know one battery for the camera for all day use I mean, we run we run black magic cameras so okay. uh, one of them i use a v-mount battery for the tripod and then for the gimbal i use the small little canon batteries for it. and those things run out really fast though so i have like you know 12 of those that i use and you know but we have like literally chargers like scattered all over all the floor, the floor. And, yeah. and you're like you, if you get up in the middle of the night you step on a battery and break it like you're like <laughs> just to go pee. 
<laughs> I mean, it's crazy, but to, to better to also answer your question about, uh, you know, the, the benefit of filmmaking and one of the big things that you get to enjoy about it is just this understanding, yeah. you know, it's a totally different lifestyle. Uh, you live another life. I mean, and, and it's our job. I mean, we make our money by doing commercials and prom promos and mm -hmm. um, our schedule. We don't have a, a set schedule every day. I mean, we just we're living our life and yeah um, we might work from 4 p.m to midnight on one day and then you mm -hmm. know 4 a.m till whenever the next day and, mm -hmm. or we have a, a chunk of a week off i mean it's just yeah it's cool yeah, like and and, and uh, one of the best parts about being a filmmaker and it's not even just indie filmmaking but overall filmmaking is just seeing the project come to life it's the movie magic of getting all mm -hmm. these different clips editing them together and then you have a final project and you're like i made that I and you, and you add the music to it and it becomes like something beautiful yep. like, right exactly and you can make yourself cry <laughs> yeah i'm gonna say that it was different uh and it's like special when you do this whenever mm -hmm. you go to a convention and you're going to actually talk to a star like we talked to andrew divoff and instead mm -hmm. of just going to meet him you're talking about what you're going to do at the movie that right. you are making and and you're like taking pictures with him that we're going to use that's a different lifestyle for people making movies absolutely going to actually talk to this store about what we really want to do in your movie absolutely that was totally different well let me let me say this about andrew divoff too you can oh. tell he is an absolute professional and he is. he is an amazing actor and the thing is you know we sent him the script and he agreed to the script when we walked up to his table and he, and he knew who we were but when he introduced ourselves he knew we were he knew the specific scenes in the in the film already. He already knew that from reading the script. He was right, talking right. about specific stuff, how to do it, how are we going to shoot that? And yeah. I was like, man, you got the final script like a week ago, and mm -hmm. and you flew from LA. You haven't had time to read that, like, like. But he's just he's got that. I mean, he's, he's acted on 120 titles, so right. I mean, I guess he's just. I mean, that's his, that's his way. So yeah, he's going to hold us accountable. <laughs> And another thing that a lot of people don't realize is that you can have a, the movie completely done, the, all the effects in it and everything, but you don't have any of the you don't have the music in yet. You could, and then you add the music in, and you can see the difference. A music can literally be the reason why your movie breaks. Yes. As a composer myself, I mean, I'm a, I'm a composer myself, and uh, I don't let other people do music for our films. <laughs> I'm just I'm a control freak in that respect. Um, and one of the ways that I got into making a name for myself as a filmmaker was to take all these free jobs doing yeah. composition because I love making soundtracks and it's yeah. as I'm filming I think about music and, and right. what's going to be happening absolutely and music like I said music can be a major player in a, a movie doing well or not because it, it really it sets the tone it does a lot of people don't realize that but it is a big tone setter for a film you know and and same thing with dialogue delivery you could yeah. say one line it's supposed to say it's supposed to be a comedy movie you could say one line and it comes off funny say the same exact line in a different tone and it's like what 
yeah, yeah. <laughs> dialogue is a is a big thing as well like uh, this that's what a lot of people don't understand there's so much involved with filmmaking that a lot of people don't understand that can totally screw up whether it's a line in the movie or the movie in general the overall aspect and atmosphere of it and a lot of people don't understand that and it's it's really yeah. uh it's really something that is it, it's interesting to find out and i mean obviously like sound was my first movie and i i mean we made mistakes i mean everybody does especially on their first movie you, you, just, <laughs> you learn from them and you, and you continue on with the next project you know it's, it's like, well we can't do we can't do voiceovers on this we can't do any adr and yeah. uh, all that's the camera camera audio on this because we didn't have any other crew so fuck it like i mean the movie's the movie is what it is <laughs> yep, exactly exactly sometimes you and like you rented out that you rented out that house there's times that like you might have you might have a film you're like that was perfect and when you go into editing it's like oh no we need to reshoot that wait we have to we don't have that house book now like you know and it's like what do we now you have to brainstorm the fix figure can we fix this yeah about uh, that? yeah well and, and the thing about that is with with bringing talent from la you're like we got to get this right yes yeah now like and I've, I've booked these people up and, and we're paying them for more days than we need them. Mm -hmm. So that like, like Andrew Divoff, we should be able to, like, you know, the way we can film things, we should be able to knock his stuff out in maybe a day. Yeah. But uh, we've booked him for three days because mm -hmm. we wanted to get redundancy. We want mm -hmm. to get redundant audio voiceovers and things mm -hmm. and make sure it's all clean. So we don't have to bug him at all mm -hmm. until and say it's a fake it's a finished product look at this check it out you know same right. with Bugwell, you know mm -hmm. yeah exactly so that way you can get all the angles you need and that way yeah. you don't have to risk being like hey could we borrow you like bar use your services again because we need this angle right here for the scene it's like it's like why didn't you get it when i was already there i was there for three days well and, mm -hmm. and when, you, when you when you shoot a prorated pickup shot that ain't cheap either yeah. oh I mean, that's exactly. more money exactly are you going to be using any type of drones or for high high level shots or anything i have a drone and I, I i like it however it's it's just not it doesn't match the quality of the cinema cameras right. and um also too there's that issue with the faa where you have to have a licensed drone pilot to be able to use that footage uh -huh. and again when you start entering into these professional actors uh in a bigger scene uh you have to play it by the book yeah um and when you're when you're spending you know 500 on this 300 on that you know thousand on that ten thousand here you spend all this chunks of money on stuff to make your movie taking time to get your pilot license for your drone is it's tough we do have yeah. a crane though that we can use and that'll help some we got a 12 foot crane um that'll get us some good establishing shots and awesome uh, I may try to go ahead and squeeze in some drone shots and just see if I can use it. Right. Because uh, you're, you're allowed to use it for recreational use, but as far as making it, making money off of it, it's, uh, yeah. maybe, maybe we might try to hire a drone pilot, depending on how much they cost. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, who knows? Maybe, I mean, I don't know how cheap they are. I've never used a drone before. Um, I'm sure they're not cheap. <laughs> um, it's basically, I would assume like you're hiring a private pilot to take you from point A to point B in a you know in an aircraft. I would assume something like that. Maybe. Not like a, a, a like to to use a drone uh, in a filming sense. You have to have a pilot licensed for your drone. Like right. you have to understand like that kind of stuff. So yeah, I mean, 
I would love to go up in a helicopter, like, you know, do like the Lost Boys type shots and stuff. <laughs> That's an amazing that film. That would be awesome. Th those old days where they didn't have drones. I mean, thinking yeah. about, you know, running around in a helicopter with a camera. That would really be really cool. cool. That would actually be really cool to do that. <laughs> yeah. why, why don't they do that anymore? That'd be awesome. Yeah. Right. So what are your overall goals for the film? Become the scariest movie in recent years. Um, that's, I will never say the scariest movie of all time because I know that's very subjective, but mm -hmm. this movie, I think, uh, assuming that it can come out correctly and I can do all the lighting right and everything, mm -hmm. it is pretty terrifying. And, and people that have read the script are, they do, I mean, even Andrew Divoff was saying, yeah. you know, that script is ballsy and is dark and, and uh, it's scary. I mean, and, and even reading my own words on it, it's, it's really, it's really scary. And it's not, it's not one of those depraved horror films where you've got just, you know, you know, nudity for the sake of nudity or, you know, brutality or peeing on somebody or just, you know, crap, you know, we don't Rob zombies Halloween. <laughs> Yeah, we're not doing that kind of like it's it's not scary. It's not shock value scare. Yeah, it's legitimate yeah. atmosphere. It's really and, creepy, scary. And, yeah, it's atmosphere right. and, it's and thought out shots. It, like even like a lot of people say that and i i can kind of see their point on this like i'm not afraid of john carpenter's halloween i'm not afraid of it because i've seen it so many times but it is a very scary creepy movie and not from a from a jump scare type of scary or um you know like it's the psychological thought of this can happen to anybody where a guy yeah. could be watching you stalking you and eventually just kill you like, yeah. And it's all about your perspective on whether or not you find a movie scary or not. I mean, right. if you debunk everything and you go in a movie like a little butthole, like you're not going to be scared of anything in it. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you if you naysay on every possibility that, you know, all that can never happen, all this stuff, then it's not going to be frightening to you. Right. But like for me, Texas Chainsaw Massacre is one of the scariest things uh, because, you know, you, it literally could be, especially in today's world where you think about getting stranded, not having gas. I mean, mm -hmm. I mean, you, you can really get that kind of that kind of way and mm -hmm. I, I like shooting yeah. that kind of style but also this is a different kind of style where we're going for that kind of insidious look i right. mean it, uh i don't know but mm -hmm. it's just really really thought out shots and and planning everything to where it's right and because there's a lot of isolate i will say this the script works itself in a way she is the only person in the shot in many times and we also have uh, an actor playing the hag Mm -hmm. um and we have that person basically for unlimited time too mm -hmm. whenever we want and so having having my soon-to-be wife as the lead and then you know our crew basically at our disposal at our, our disposal like we have unlimited means of, of making it right on those really scary scenes mm -hmm. right right that's awesome. So the last question I got for you is, uh, and you mentioned it a little bit earlier, so I'll, get, I'll let you close out with it as well. So any uh, social media sites or websites uh, for either personal or the Hagwitch that you'd like to promote to our listeners and viewers? Um, if you're not a fake profile, we will friend you. Like yes. If you've sent us a friend request, uh, Sam Hodge and... Jonna Renee Vaughn. Yep. Okay. And, uh, you'll you, I know I have Sam on my list. I'll send you a friend request as well. Oh, thank that way you. I can help promote you guys as much as I possibly oh, can. Thank in, you. In addition to that, we have the Hagwitch movie page. Mm -hmm. uh, we have the Hagwitch production group, which is for people who really want those updates. Mm -hmm. um, it's a private group, but if you search for it and, and request an ad, I'll, I'll approve it as long as you're not fake. Right. Um, <laughs> and uh, we also have our 
our filmmaking company page, which is actually a legit company, yeah. uh, Cine, Cine Savage Films. Awesome. Like, like, like Cinema Savage, but it's Cine Savage Films. Okay. Awesome. Well, I thank you both for uh, joining me. It's been an honor to learn more about your movie. I was looking forward to this interview because I didn't really know much about the movie other than like, you know, from right. what I researched and it's good to, you know, kind of hear it from your mouths about what it's about. And I'm really looking forward to this, uh, to this uh, film. So thank you both for uh, sharing it with us and with everybody. Thank you, Scott. Thank and you be, so and be, much. be sure to check out our new teaser coming out tonight at six o'clock. Absolutely. I definitely will. Thank you so much again. Thank you. Thank you will have a great rest of your night. You too. You too. Right, thank you. Thank you. Yep. Bye.